and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the Festivus edition. <laughs> the Festivus edition of the End Defender Game Design Analysis podcast. I'm Kelso. I'm Kyla. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. There's no K. Fuck off. <laughs> Chris is in a bad mood tonight. No, no, that's that's ridiculous. Why would I be in a bad mood? It's okay. We understand. That's okay. Um, yeah, per his request, we are starting this this episode. This is the uh, holiday themed episode. We're starting it with the traditional festivist airing of grievances. So, uh, <laughs> if you want to call that traditional, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a thing. It's that's like it's an traditional established to thing. Somebody, perhaps. Is uh, <laughs> festivist is a thing that was invented on Seinfeld? Is that yes, correct? Yes, that's correct. I I believe um earlier like this week or last week um Rand Paul was airing his grievances on Twitter for Festivus so nice you know if if that's what it needs to be a tradition I think that I think that that constitutes is that a what it needs it I don't know like, is that somebody that somebody did it on Twitter somebody with a high follower count did it on Twitter that's all I need okay well. <laughs> You can start whatever fucking traditions you want as long as your follower count is high enough. Define high enough. How high does it need to be? Uh, I don't know. Two. Case two. by case, case, by case <laughs> well, basis. All right. Sounds all right. like two is uh, pretty good. Chris, would you like to air your grievances? I know you would. Fuck off. Okay. Okay, you don't get to air your grievances now. Well, no. My number one grievance <laughs> is that you're leaving for a week, which is ridiculous. And my number two grievance... Is that Kyla's too fucking nice all the time? And my number three grievance is that Carl. It's impossible yeah. to be aggrieved about Carl. Well, You're... that he doesn't like Ori in the Blind Forest. Fuck him. <laughs> all right. But all right. mostly fuck Kelso. You got it. Who's next? Uh, my my grievance at the moment, I have I have a couple grievances. My probably the biggest grievance right now is just generally Donald Trump and his existence. Um, wow, let's not get political here. And the fact that blatant racism is now being normalized as uh, as like straight honest talk in politics. Is it uh, though, or is it yes, just loud it crazy people who think that? Uh, no, I mean it's it's there's a he's the most popular people. Republican candidate right now. But he's yeah. still the Republican candidate. I know, Ugh. but like yes, but there those compose at least half the country. Just yeah, like... that's that's fucking see, me up. See, here's my thing. Like I'm a moderate. Like I'm just straight down the fucking middle. I don't understand how anyone could vote for either of either of the other parties. I'm just like what? <laughs> but but they're they're sensationalist. All of them. Yeah, that's my grievance, sensationalism yeah, in politics. Nobody's sensationalist in quite the way that Trump is sensationalist. Well, yeah, that's true. You gotta admit, he's no, that's true. I mean, sensationally Trump... sensationalist. Yeah, Trump is quite a sensation. Uh, uh, in any case, uh, I can I can confirm that. Yeah, you live in average... a state. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, so that, I, your, yeah, I can... your state is racist independent of him, though. <laughs> right, but I can. I, that's that's kind of my point, though. Is okay. like I have an entire state that's racist, independent of Trump's existence. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's an entire why all state of human him. beings. So, like, the idea that Trump is 
I mean, Trump is crazy to us, but the idea that he's he doesn't represent anything mainstream is actually dangerously wrong. I suppose. He's he's a he's popular for a reason, unfortunately. Like, and I, I guess that's just like because I live in Seattle, which is like dangerously liberal, so it's the complete <laughs> yeah. opposite. Yeah. Right. So like you're gonna get the yeah, perspective. Yeah, it's really that, easy that... for us to feel like people are normal and sensible all over this country because we right. live in Seattle. I mean, exactly. not necessarily sensible all the time, but you know. That's true. There are there are mobile beer gardens in Seattle, which is the opposite of sensible. <laughs> have you have you see have you ever seen a bicycle powered beer garden because they're a thing that why exists. the fuck would i ever see that i don't know that maybe sounds if amazing been... <laughs> <laughs> so 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 if you imagine like a little like sort of oblong table with everybody sit, you know sat around it facing each other and um, on a bicycle uh, they're all eating they're all drinking all right. beers and they all have pedals uh, underneath the the bar that they're Pardon pedaling. Me, why do they have pedals? What the fuck are you talking about? Because they're pedaling a bicycle, and there's one why? person who's not facing the table. He's facing forward, who steers the the contraption and like steers it down the road, <laughs> powered by stop all of the people. calling it a bicycle. It's a it's, it's, like, a, it's a fucking contraption. It's a multi-cycle. <laughs> it's well, it's like incredible. It, it, has a, it has steering like a bicycle, but it's got like. A bunch of people peddling it who are also drinking beer. Where so you can like go on a sightseeing so, tour and drink beer. Where in Seattle do these exist? Because I've never seen one. I saw one cycling down um, by like the Card Kingdom. Have you two hmm. met yet? We haven't. We should probably do that at some Fuck. point. You know. I am so perfect. angry. <laughs> That's another grievance of yep. yours. Add it to the list. Yes. Put it on the pile. Make How a mountain out of your doing grievances. This and, and you live in the same goddamn city, and you're just like, nah, fuck it. I don't care about meeting that person. I don't even like Kyla, and I meet her. <laughs> <laughs> I I did once invite uh, Kelso over. I'm sure you did because you're just so goddamn friendly. For um. For, for homemade uh, blackberry sherbet. You'd invite Hitler to homemade bl uh, blackberry <laughs> sherbet. Like, this, we we know. <laughs> Dang. Wow. That is true, though. And I, I don't know. I, I had to, like, work early in the morning or something. I don't know. There was a reason. It, my reason was probably just, like, I'm socially it's, it's awkward totally and scared true. of meeting people. You would genuinely invite Hitler. No, not that part. God <laughs> well, damn it. That is true, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe there was a scheduling conflict of some. I some don't. Kind. I would sure. totally invite. At Hitler. some point, we will find a we will find a socially <laughs> neutral event to meet at. Yeah, but you, yeah. Carl, you, awkward. you would invite Hitler because you'd find it fascinating. <laughs> Kyla would invite yeah. Hitler because she'd feel bad that he was alone for Christmas. <laughs> he had a wife. Well, not anymore. He wouldn't. She's very dead. Uh, he invented time travel, don't you know? So he's obviously alive. But wow. So, um, uh, Carl, do you have any grievances? That's really. Okay. Well, then we can talk. <laughs> then we can. Uh, we can talk about the game we played, right? Oh, I have a lot of work to do, but for fuck's sake. Does, does anybody want to mention anything non-grievous that they did over the holidays? I mean, I didn't really do anything interesting. Are like, there I'm... anything that people do over the holidays that aren't grievances? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I finished. I finished playing uh, Ghost Trick 
Which was Ooh. what does that mean? Ooh, what what did you think? What did you think? What did you think? I I enjoyed it very much. I felt like I like called the big twist way earlier than I was supposed to. Yeah. And then like it the the surprises weren't as surprising in the plot of that game, but it was a it was a fun weird little game. It's basically a game where like you're you wake up after having been shot. Um <laughs> And you're you're dead. You're a ghost, and you have the power to like slightly manipulate objects, and also to go back in time four minutes before someone's death. So you that's use a, these that's powers. That's oddly specific. Yeah. So you use <laughs> these powers to try and like a save a bunch of people who died, and b figure out like who the fuck you are, and like how you died, and what happened to you. So it's murdered soul suspects, but, but fun. But fun and like, charming. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, but with but, a game attached. <laughs> but with the guy, with, by by the guy who did the Phoenix Wright games, and jeez, oh, uh, and like super, yeah, super, just sort of charming and silly, and uh, also before Murdered Soul Suspect. I yeah, think. yeah. I think it by that. by a number of years, I think. Um, well, yeah, Murdered Soul Suspect is fairly new. I want to say um, Ghost Trick came out in like 2009, maybe 2008. So, it's a it's a it's a fun weird little game, and you like, you know, you you meet some odd people like a Pomeranian named Missile who like helps you like go through your weird tribulations, and I don't yeah. know. Oh. It, was a, it was a fun and silly game that my friends lent to me, and uh, and I'm glad I played it, oh, and I recommend good. it to people who have a DS. Also, Carl has um, inexplicably gone offline. So, no. um, hopefully, no. hopefully he comes back because we need him. Carl. I mean, I don't think we really do. I, we need him to counteract you is what <laughs> we need him for. No, that's what we have Kyla for. Kyla is the anti We We need, we need to combine our powers to neutralize you. Don't you know that? Your bitterness is like that palpable tonight. <laughs> We uh, we need Carl to be like quiet, quietly sarcastic in the background. That's true. And Is he that? Pop, and occasionally pop in with like brilliant asides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's usually like it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are the extent of his asides. Now I have the utmost respect for him because usually when he says it's stupid, I completely agree with him. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what makes them brilliant. Yeah, well, well-timed well and observant. There he and, is. There um, we go. Highly eloquent. Carl, are you back? Did you make it? I'm back. Okay, cool. Hooray! I was. Did you miss the part where I said Kyla is a fun little game? Did yes. you say that? And why do you have to say that in that creepy voice? <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's we we needed our dose of proximity voice for the day. No, that wasn't even like your normal proximity voice. That was like secret basement axe murderer voice. <laughs> well, yeah, but but that included some proximity. I mean, really, regular prog like sexy proximity voice and secret axe murderer basement proximity voice. They're sort of they're pretty similar. Yeah. They are. It's true. All right. I mean, unless you're Kyla and all you are attracted to is rainbows and sunshine. And my husband. <laughs> I mean, you were really, really into Hannibal, and that was not Rainbows That's and true. Sunshine, so... I was really into that show. <laughs> I miss that show. 
<laughs> that was the other thing I got for uh, Christmas slash the thing I actually pre-ordered for my birthday that finally came in was the, the Season 3 Hannibal Blu-rays. Nice. So that was super exciting. That's exciting. I'm happy for you, even though that show is dead. It I'm happy that show is dead. Eventually. It's possible still. There's hope! There is hope. There is. Anywho. You guys want to talk about the game we played? Yeah, let's talk about the game we played. You, what game was you just space run. Yeah, you um picked it, so you should intro it. Yeah, so the game we played uh, is called Space Run. Uh, it is a tower defense game based on the board game uh, Galaxy Truckers. You play as um, space delivery man Buck Man, I believe is the main character's name. That sounds right. <laughs> That's true. And, Astoundingly. Uh, yeah. And the the game can and you you fly around with your like android friend who controls your ship, and basically you get different missions from different companies that have cargo that they want you to haul, and you get a a little you know shape that's constructed of hexes that represents your ship. It's like a little blueprint. And one and of them is the Millennium Falcon. One of them is the Millennium Falcon. That one is the worst, but we'll get to that. I know! I hated it! <laughs> um, and so you start by placing, you know, your, the cargo and one engine on the ship. And then you launch into space. Uh, and as you go through space, you encounter hazards like, you know, pirates trying to take your cargo and asteroids crashing into you and stuff like that. Um, and you can destroy the hazards to gain like little money things. They're like little little pieces of scrap metal or something. Um, space nuts, really. There, because they look like those little nuts that you tie onto that you screw onto screws. Mm-hmm. Um, space nuts. Space nuts. <laughs> um, Sorry, and, somebody had to say it. So you collect space nuts and you use the space nuts to buy other various things for your ship, including you know weapons and defense systems and um, more engines and things like that. And so your goal is to get to the to the end uh, of your delivery as quickly as possible. So within a certain time limit, but you get bonuses for doing it extra fast. Um, and to, to do so with all the cargo still intact because bits of your ship can get blown off and attacked as, as enemies are coming through. Um, so it's a it works on a basic star system. You get out of five stars per run. And then you make a lot of money, and you can permanently. So, so stars are your um, your reputation. So, the more stars you get, the more uh, weapons and things you have available that you can purchase in the store. And you earn money for every cargo delivery uh, that you can then use money to purchase which of those upgrades you want. So, you can buy better weapons and better shields and things like that. Yeah, like reputation is basically a leveling system or yeah. an analog for a leveling system. Yeah, more or less. Um, and you can grind to get more money by recompleting missions. Um, but if you you don't get more stars unless you beat your previous star count. So there's like a maximum cap of stars. Um, there's also in between the actual missions and and like you know engineering where you buy upgrades. There's what I hesitate to even give the, the term a story, quote-unquote. <laughs> yeah. I skipped 100% of yeah. the dialogue. Well, so. that's okay, because there are only two scenes. Despite the fact that they have, like, 
Oh, I mean, like, all the dialogue for each mission or whatever. I had no idea what I was yeah, doing. No, no, no. I was just flying a ship. Yeah, so there's, there's like, um, there's a ton of different, like, voice-acted scenes with dialogue. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah. They, yeah, they're all voice-acted, and they all, huh. they're all written out, and they all, they all fit exactly into one of two templates. Uh, template one is, hi, we are a company, and we'd like for you to carry our cargo. Oh, that sounds dangerous. Your cargo's weird. Well, we'll pay you a lot. Well, I do like money. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm broke and desperate. Sign me one. up. Yep. Yeah, that's conversation one. Conversation two is, hey, I'm a pirate. I want you to surrender and give me all your cargo. No, thanks. I don't surrender to pirates. Well, okay, I guess we're going to have to fight them. <laughs> We don't negotiate with terrorists. I yeah. mean, that's accurate. That's super accurate. It's the same pirate every time. It is the same pirate. Yeah. <laughs> there's two pirates. Oh, there are? Okay. Captain yeah. Buttbeard or whatever he is. There's, so there's Brownbeard and then um, Captain Black or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. Um, and see, and like, basically, they're they're fundamentally there's no difference between them right. except yeah. that in some missions you have to fight both of them at once Ooh. um so that sounds like fun yeah so whenever a pirate hails you before a mission it means that there's like going to be a certain boss like a segment boss towards fight, yeah. the end of the run right. where the pirate like they they chain their ship to yours so your engines are cut off for the duration oh, I know. of the run that always pissed me off yeah which slows you down which is like can cost you stars which is kind of a bitch but yeah. um then and then you you fight them off for they usually make like one circuit around your ship and you all you technically have to do is survive it um oh, but really? you huh. yeah but you can if you have enough guns and stuff you can also destroy the pirate while they're doing huh. that i didn't realize that's all i had to do yeah yeah so Me. yeah if you manage to you know destroy them before they're done circling you then obviously you get your engines back quicker so it helps your score right you also don't get shot at yeah you also <laughs> don't get your shit destroyed as much yep. yeah which is nice it's generally a benefit yeah so cool is that... that's yeah is that's it? the basic overview of the game um there's each each mission has a different like shape slash blueprint of your ship and some of them are a lot better than others yeah um, and they all look ridiculous <laughs> and yeah and none of them look even remotely like an actual spacecraft and none of them some are of them perfect are, either some of them yeah some of them are okay some of them like so the problem with the millennium falcon one is that so there's one designed to be like the millennium falcon in that the cockpit part so it's shaped like the millennium falcon but the cockpit is on the side like the actual millennium falcon and the problem is, if your cockpit gets destroyed during the run, you automatically fail. You, your entire ship blows up. Mm -hmm. And I that thing is so hard to protect! I had no trouble with that. Oh my god, I got, that got blown off so many times for me. No, yeah, I got five stars on that shit. Jesus. In I fact, I got five stars on every mission that I played, so... I got... I, I don't... I do not... I did, did, definitely did not get five stars, but I did finish all the missions. So I, I didn't finish all the missions because my game started crashing all the time after a while. Oh, that's um, interesting. So there was a, uh, and I don't remember which point it was, which would have been interesting if I could have determined where it ha started to happen. But eventually there came a point where, like, a after a couple of runs, my computer would just crash in the middle of the next run that I tried, whatever it happened to be. Uh, and then I would have to restart my computer, and then I might 
squeeze another like two or three runs out of it oh. until I had to like do that again. So eventually that stopped being a thing for me, unfortunately. But I still got like ten, seven, nine, something like that hours out of it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I I wanted see. I was gonna say like, is there something that you can turn down visually in terms of? Uh, I mean, I, I there were no the stuff that not really. It's not that kind of game. <laughs> yeah, seven hours, and and I mean there were no um, indications that there was a, a visual effect problem. Like I, I my frame rate was always fine and everything. So yeah, that's weird. Yeah, like this yeah. isn't this isn't like a particularly intensive like taxing game so huh i don't know that's yeah interesting let's see um but yeah so i had let me look through my stuff so let me while you do that let me yeah, go yeah, over yeah. what do the like thing. five companies are yep um so there's yeah so there's like five companies you can work for that each have a different cargo type so the first one is big cargo which is like the simplest type it's basically just a box that takes up room on your ship. Um, later on, uh, in their later missions, you can also get an item that can make more cargo for you as you're flying. So you can actually end the run with more cargo than you started with, if you're really good. Yep. Um, then there is Nuclear Star, which is run by some kind of mafia. Yep. Um, that they want you to haul nuclear waste all the time. Uh, and the special property of nuclear waste is that if it gets hit, it explodes and damages everything around it on your ship if it if it gets destroyed. Um, and then later on, they also have you carry nuclear silos, which um, you can sacrifice one of the nukes it's carrying to do, like, super damage to other ships around you. Uh, but then you get less value for bringing it in. Then there's the VIP travel agency, which is absolutely my super least favorite. Oh, dude, totally. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, cargo, I hate that shit. Yeah, their cargo is, like, passengers and, like, passenger rooms, and the the catch about theirs is that they have, like, really snooty Fucking passengers, I guess. Fucking assholes. Yeah, who demand, who demand a view of space. So they can only... <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, yeah, what? And, and what are you going to see in space? Their view can't overlap with anyone else's view. Right, Very that important. part was so weird. I was like, conceptually, this makes no sense. Yeah. Why can't and... you look at the same view of space, you piece of shit? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, the ship is suddenly in 2D. Yeah, oh, yeah. You could technically have windows towards, oh, yeah. like, towards you. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, but no, of course yeah, not. No. What are you talking about? Um, that's that's a flat, absurd. It's a flat mass. It has to be. So they have to be placed on the edges of your ship, facing outward, which takes up really valuable gun gun space. And they have to have power sources, and it's yeah. basically it's basically impossible to place them all to be like efficiently powered by not very many power sources. Yeah. So, yeah. God, no. those are the worst. I'm glad I'm not the only one who just fucking hated those missions. Uh, there was, there's definitely at least one of those where I, like, intentionally placed one to get blown up so I would be able to use that space for something else. <laughs> no, I, I was determined to get five stars and everything, so I would never allow that to happen. Um, you care about the lives of your passengers? No, I just care about the stars. <laughs> your reputation. 
Um, I don't even know what the stars represent. I feel like you don't care about your reputation either, yeah. No, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to be like, hey, I did it the best. Fuck off. Um, that's me. Then there is uh, Out of This World, which is uh, a company that's run by people who conspicuously keep referring to themselves as human. I love them. <laughs> like, which is, greetings, yeah. fellow human. We want you to transport this perfectly normal cargo. Yep. And, yeah. Oh, they I love just, them. Yeah, they won't stop talking about how, how human they are, fellow humans. Don't you enjoy so much being human? Man, it's great to be human. <laughs> Um, they're not wrong, but... <laughs> they, they have you um, carry these giant pink crystals that uh, anything that is that a crystal touches uh, loses one power, so it takes one additional power to power that item. And some, some things on your ship don't need to be powered, but some things require power to perform at all, and some things require power to have certain special abilities and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, so where you would normally have to attach like one power station to to some to a gun or something you'd have to attach two if it's touching a crystal and three if it's touching two crystals and things like that. Yep. And then later on their advanced cargo, they get um, a little Stargate thing that just randomly makes little pink crystals appear in spots on your ship at random that don't do anything. They just take up a space. <laughs> Yeah. And you can move the crystals, but they've got like a cooldown. Like it takes them a little while to jump from one place to another. Um, so it takes a little while to get them out of your way if you need to move them around. Um, and then at the very end, they get a monolith, which has a, a periodic countdown that just disrupts all shields on the screen, both yours and the enemies. Uh, and then the final company is AI Squared, um, which is just run by basically Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey. Um, and they have, their cargo is pre-placed on your ship. You don't get to decide where to put it. And it's just these little like nodes that there's a central node that takes the place of your cockpit that controls the ship. And in order for the outlying nodes to count as cargo when you deliver them, they have to be connected to the central node. So you can like grow them like a fungus as a path to your to your central node. That's and cool. then anything that's connected by a path will light up and then that counts as cargo. And <laughs> then later on they get ones that also like have to be powered. Um, but yeah, so you know each each company presents sort of its own unique difficulties in uh, in figuring out what the heck you're gonna do with that cargo. I feel like despite the the fact that you know the missions are obviously designed to sort of make you switch up your playstyle. I never did that, and I always did the exact same thing in every run, which is put guns on every fucking available space, except for ones that you can put engines on. Like, that's just what I did. Yeah, it's... It's tough to say. I would usually, like, I'd, I'd unlock... So my progression tended to be unlock a new gun. Oh, man, this gun is super powerful. I'm just going to use this gun for everything. This is awesome. Put in a lot of those guns, like, beat a couple missions... And then get to a point where, like, my current tech was not really sufficient for the current mission and be like, oh, fuck, and then suffer for a couple missions and then unlock a new gun. <laughs> and yeah. then repeat. I, like, only used the first gun. Really? What? Like, for all the missions? What the fuck did you do? Pretty much. I just upgraded did you get five it stars like, and everything? Uh, use the shoot fast thing. Oh, the, their, like, special upgrade ability? 
Yeah. Did you get five stars and everything though? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really bother. To yeah, I, 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 I didn't really wow, bother either. Down. All right. I got five stars on most things for like the first two companies, mm -hmm. and then. Then I hit like oh. VIP travel and I'm like, fuck it. I don't care about yeah, that. Exactly. That's exactly what happened to me. I got to VIP travel and I'm like, yeah, I am just I refuse to do that mission ever again. So that score that I got is the score that I will have forever. Man, that's fine. One thing I will say about like better upgrades and stuff like that is it just felt like a more powerful version that required more things to work. Yeah, yeah, like the twin blaster and stuff is just is just the twice the laser cannon, but it has to be powered. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely get that to some degree. I don't yeah. disagree. I felt with that. that. Oh, I felt fuck. that. At oh no! Fuck! What are you playing this time? I well, most of my ship was just murdered by oh, asteroids. You're so playing this. <laughs> yep. Oh. Sometimes those asteroids, man. One thing I don't. I didn't have enough rear-facing guns. <laughs> That's one thing I really don't like about this game. Like there, there's some of there's some things I really, really enjoy about the way it plays. I feel like it's it's kind of clever, and there's like a good variety of things to try. And like I like the feeling of building stuff, but I don't like the way that in a lot of times it feels like you just kind of have to memorize what the hazards are going to be on a particular right. mission. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I mean, that's well, how I got five stars most of the time is by like failing and then just instead of getting to the end of the mission, just fucking quitting and starting over. Mm -hmm. And then just being like, okay, I know that I'm going to need this many guns here and this many guns there and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to know exactly like, okay, this is the area that's going to come on most under heavy fire. And like, yeah. by the time I hit the halfway point on this route, there's going to be like a huge swarm of asteroids right here. Yep. So I need to have these guns by that point. And, and I need to have mm -hmm. so many engines by such and such point in order to make sure that I, I'm first in line to, to finish the mission. Mm -hmm. um, since you're competing with two like well, not not two other ships, but just like phantom scores, basically that you yeah. have to beat. Um, and like for all the pirate ones, I had to like go and get annihilated by the pirate to yeah. know like which direction he came from, and then just like scrap everything and just build all the guns pointed right in, in that, that point. direction yeah. to just blow him the fuck up before he like held me up for too long that I couldn't win. So I, that's how I had to get five stars on those. So there was a lot of like trial and error in terms of collecting the information by purposely losing and then just trying again with that new information, which I enjoyed, but... Yeah, I mean, there's there's something to be said for that because it would be frustrating if it were that difficult and also randomized. Right. Um, but it, I don't know, something... I, I dislike games where the strategy has to be let me lose a couple times so that I have what I need to beat it. Well, you know what I mean? I, I personally feel like it was let me lose a couple times in order to get five stars. Like, I, I could have finished every single mission that I played on my first try if I was satisfied with getting fewer than five stars. Yeah. I yeah, found that for the most part I didn't... Like, until, until like, the later, later missions I, I didn't feel like I was having trouble, like, finishing... There would yeah. be some moments where, like, I was panicking and flailing and scrapping guns and moving guns and rotating guns and building guns just in, in a fever of guns. Um, <laughs> but I but I usually it's managed to get through it no okay. Guns. You know, yeah. just a regular just a regular Wednesday. Guns oh, well. fever. Yeah, and 
the the nice the one nice thing is that there is a a slight reward for failure in that you do get to keep cash that mm -hmm. you earn. Yeah. There's yeah. no reward if you get all your cargo blown up or if you get the ship blown up or if you come in like like later than your deadline. Of but course. if you if you at least got... finish, you get cash for it. Right. I was going to say I usually didn't get the cash because I didn't even finish. I was just like, "Nope, fuck it, starting over." Every time that I knew I wouldn't get five stars, which is obviously suboptimal, but that's just Yeah, I was going to say, you must have had actually a relatively low cash count. because Yeah, probably. That. Like, relative to my position in the game, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something else I was going to say. Oh, so how do people feel about, like, my other main problem with it was the level of micromanagement yeah. involved? There's a lot yeah. of micro. There is a ton game. of micro. And especially is there? Yeah. It really... Like reward a balanced so. structure. Well, because every single item that you can buy from engineering, like every upgrade, every everything, everything you can place on your ship has two activated powers. Yeah. So you have to know what those are and what they do and when they're appropriate to use and be able to use them in a pinch. And you have to be able to remember exactly where you like where they all are on your ship, which is one thing that I felt like I had a problem with. Um, was. When my Where ship is, did I put my gun? Yeah, when yeah. my ship is covered in guns, it at a glance it can be difficult to tell which hmm. gun you're clicking on. Yeah, I, I don't know if maybe I'm the only person who was like a a significant RTS play, and or MOBA. Well, no, Carl has definitely played MOBAs, but I played a lot of StarCraft, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know if that means anything. In this case, but like I had absolutely no trouble with the level of micro and whatnot demanded by the game. For the most part, for me, I didn't feel like there was much. Like all I really did after a point, like so, the most micro that I had was when I was using double blasters as my like primary weapon, mm -hmm. and then I'd have to micro like to fucking change their direction all the time um, to make sure that they were you know pointed at the incoming threat. Um, but other than that, like there, I really just used the like repairing abilities on power sources and that was it. No, you didn't use the like weird, um, like laser blades thing that the heavy laser turret can do or. No, I never <laughs> even, I didn't even fire buy stuff. that. No, I didn't even buy that. I just had the heavy laser, like, minigun turret. And I would just place them such that they could point at everything. And that was really all I needed. And then I would just repair stuff. So, I mean, I don't know if that was just unique to the way I played the game, but I did not feel like micro was very demanding at all, except on maybe one or two missions where I had a lot of just double laser cannons that I had to continually, like, switch their orientation because there were a lot of threats yeah. well, from different maybe, directions. Maybe that's an illusion on my part, though, because I, I often felt like I was in a scenario where I felt really, like, pressured by things that were happening, and I felt like if I was better at micro, I would be more confident and better in this situation. I felt but maybe way. that's not actually true. Huh. You know, if, if we are imagining it, like, we're both imagining it. It is a shared delusion, so... <laughs> so, yeah, so for fair. me, it was always, like, if I failed at something, I felt like I didn't macro well enough. Like, my whole thing was like, okay, I didn't have guns in the correct places or enough of them or whatever. So I just restarted the mission and 
built more guns properly. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I just like, okay, well, I didn't get enough money because my guns in the beginning weren't strong enough because I built an engine too early or whatever. So I'll build a gun instead of an engine and do the same thing. And then I'll collect an extra 150 money, whatever the fuck it was. Did you ever materials. use the, um, did you ever use the, like, the tactical break thing for the engine where you can get more cash early on? No. I Not even a single time. Either. I didn't I, do that, but, like, so, so I recommended this game because, in part because, uh, my husband, like, got it a while back and really, really liked it. And he, like, swears by a lot of these micro things, like, the rain of fire from the missile system and the, the tactical break from the engines. And I'm like, I, I have no... Like, A, no desire to micro that much, and B, <laughs> like, how do you even learn what all these things do? Like, I, I don't feel like I have the patience to experiment with two two abilities for every single thing I play yeah. on my ship. I mean, I, I just sort of... I, I never really felt like I had to learn what any of them did. I just sort of read the description, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to increase the DPS of this turret. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, it's going to like... change the orientation of this turret. Like, I, I get enough of an idea of what it is that I know I just click on the thing and hit the button and that's what it's going to do. Yeah, I never really felt like I had to test them, it. I felt like um, especially with the like the later weapons and their specific abilities I felt like I didn't really appreciate what it did until I had tried it once or twice. That may be. I didn't yeah. actually buy like the super special abilities for the later weapons partially because I didn't feel like I needed them but also because yeah I looked at them and I'm like that sounds super like niche and not universally helpful so I'm not gonna care about it the the problem is they like know... I focused all of my money on like buying things that I knew I could use every single time and would always be useful which is part of partly maybe why my playstyle tended toward like just favoring my macro because everything that I invested in on the back end was to that like yeah end. That's fair. They they know very well that like the best abilities in the games are the passive ones that they, you don't have to think about. Mm -hmm. right. So they make that the final upgrade of every item is a passive ability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you have to get the two active abilities before you get the passive ability. Yeah, I think I noticed that. I don't I don't think I ever got the last upgrade on the super turret, so that may be why I don't even think I got that. But I think instead of, because because I read through those and I was like, that's going to take a lot of investment to get the passive upgrade at the end. I think I just bought the missile turret and like other things instead. Yeah, that's basically. Fair. I was just like, nope, I'm going to buy that's, whatever gives so me. You, so you probably went. So it sounds like you went broad in your in your purchasing. I definitely went deep. Like I I usually almost always maxed out an item before I bought a new item. No, yeah, so. Like the first couple things, like the the original laser blaster that you get, and the dual blaster, I definitely maxed both of those out. Um, and there are probably a couple other things that I maxed out, but for the most part, like once it got to the really big stuff, um, I just bought the the uh, the structure itself, like that minigun turret. I just bought the minigun turret, and then I didn't upgrade it, and that was perfectly sufficient for lots of things. Fair. The base minigun turret fucking annihilates most of <laughs> yeah, it's everything. So good. It has <laughs> such a huge area of sweep. Right, too. exactly. Like awesome. I, I bought it and then I tried it and I was like, I don't need to upgrade this at all. So I'm just gonna invest in other things that complement it. 
And so then I bought like the missile turret so that I could have like extra firepower pointed at one direction from like the middle of my ship. Um, and so my whole playstyle just focused on like optimizing the position of my weapons and power sources to make sure that whatever the fuck I was supposed to expect would be dead. Yeah. That's fair. I, I feel like and repairing. I, I could have maybe done okay with if I'd like put more missile related defenses uh, on my ships, but I, I was like so annoyed by edge guns being blown off all the time that I focused a lot on shields. Oh god, no, I didn't use point. any shields. <laughs> you I probably did well on the crystal missions. What was that, Carl? I filled my ship with shields. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually tried to, to keep them such that I could keep everything like covered by something. Yeah, shields I... is basically my priority after guns and engines. Yeah. That's really interesting because I feel like I had... I mean, based on this conversation, I feel like I had the least trouble with all of my missions. Mm -hmm. And I built exactly one shield in one mission. And that one shield covered the cockpit on my Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah, because you can't fucking not... I, I just looked at that and I'm like, oh, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. And they, and they throw I'll, I'll asteroids like, it. right at that side, too. Yeah, I know. It's so, like, asteroids right at your cockpit. It's because, yeah. it's because space knows and space isn't going to let you get away with that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that one, I, I built one shield to cover that one hex, but none of the other missions I built shields. I, I always found that without building shields and other shit, either between, like, spamming mass repair on my reactors or just rebuilding my guns once they blew up, I never had trouble with money. That's weird. I felt like I was tight for money in a lot of the... Uh a lot of the game. I felt like I was tight for money up to a point. Like, in, in yeah. most missions, there was always that point where it's like, I just have way more fucking money than I know what to do with. Yeah. Right. And I guess that's, I mean, because I just prioritized weapons and had, like, minigun turrets as soon as possible and things like that when, when I played my missions, it may just be that, you know, I had already reached critical mass because I, I built really efficient weaponry early on. Maybe. That by the time something blows up, I'm just like, well, I'll just rebuild it. Moving on. <laughs> when do you when do you usually start investing in engines? Because engines do more good if you build them early, but the only thing they do is increase your time. Like they don't. Well, that's not true. There I mean, I guess if you're using ways. tactical break, it does do. Yeah. Other stuff, yeah, but who does that? that? Yeah, who does that other than your husband? Um, that's actually. So. That sounds really good to use it, actually. I don't know. Break the more you think about it. Yeah, well, almost, yeah to think about you it. can get it early. Always, yeah, almost well, yeah, always if you get in, it early. Uh, in RTSs in general and tower defenses specifically, anything that like increases your economy is almost always the best move in the game. Well, yeah, but for me... The so... engine by default sort of decreases your econ economy because yeah. you have right. to spend on it and it doesn't do anything. Right. Yeah. So for me... I didn't invest in engines until I felt safe with all my weapons because I knew that so I kind of I I had the same thought if I have more weapons I'm gonna blow up more of the things that are gonna try to fly past me that's gonna increase my economy because I'm gonna have more money and then I'll be able to invest in enough engines to overcome the deficit later yeah 
And so I just left enough space for the number of engines that I thought I would need based on, like, you have the little, little like, racetrack model in the bottom right or whatever. And I would just mouse over that and say, okay, well, I'm 380 power away, so I need four engines. And then at some point, I'd look down and be like, okay, A, I'm safe. B, I have enough money for four engines. Build them and go. And then I'd be good. So, like, I would just wait until everything else was taken care of and then just build, like, spam engines until I was able to win the game. I mean, that seems like that's probably the optimum strategy because energies are, or because engines are such a drain on your early economy. Yeah. But they are, like, much more valuable early on because they give you, you know, a higher initial speed. And you need to spend less on, on what's it called? engines later on yeah yeah but again usually by the end of by later on you usually have more money than you know what to do with so right yeah that was that was always the thing for me is that if i tried to build engines early i noticed that more and more of like the bigger asteroids or the big ships or whatever that would fly past i would either not destroy all of them or just miss out on pieces of them and when you add it up i'm like wow i just missed out on 300 money which would have bought me a minigun and a reactor yep like I could just not build that second engine and instead just get my get a minigun up with a reactor and then that'll collect the money that pays for itself and then build an engine later. Um, and although, so, for I don't know. the record, on your, on your trouble with not having enough rear-facing guns, if you buy the second-tier engines and if you upgrade them a little bit, they gain a special power whereby they leave a trail of fire so oh, nice. anything that approaches the ship from behind your engines, like, is incinerated. That's cool. I didn't upgrade them. I did have the second tier engines, but I did not upgrade them. So that is neat. Yeah. So um, I, that was useful in one or two missions where I'm like, I really need to focus all my guns up front because that's where most of the dangers are. But there's like one or two trailing asteroid hits that are just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. One thing that I... so. I feel like the game kind of got a little bit, uh, I don't know the word that I would use, but it didn't feel like there was much of an opportunity to use a lot of the really cool stuff because of the layout of the ships and just the sheer amount of cargo you had to carry on them. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, it left you with relatively small spaces to fill with stuff and quote-unquote stuff basically always had to be guns and power sources and then engines like you could never really do anything else yeah in in my experience like i didn't get through the entire game or all the missions but i can't imagine the ships getting that much larger yeah so i don't know if i mentioned this when i was sort of overviewing the game but like the the biggest thing with the hex-based ship is that the different things that you can build so weapons and shields etc etc have different shapes um, so right. some of them are easy to place because they take up like one hex or whatever, but some of them they take up like four hexes in a Y configuration. Yeah. So you have to put yeah. them in like exactly the right spot. Right, um, yeah, and it's have, just next like, to impossible to find that sort of space when yeah. you're and, building. And they've got like special uh, requirements like engines, you know, it has to be placed on the s with a hex that has an open side facing backwards and yeah oh, there's um, those stupid fucking like passenger quarters <sighs> <laughs> yeah can't, can't, yeah like block, those missions made it fucking impossible view with an engine trail. Yeah, you know i felt a lot like that was 
almost as big a part of the game as the actual flight was like trying to efficiently place all of my cargo before the actual flight starts to like well, yeah, maximize yeah. my time and I I I sweated over that a little bit more than I probably should have. No, like, I I mean like I don't know that I the first time you don't know what's gonna what you're gonna yeah. face or where's the danger spots. <laughs> I guess for me, like, I always had a decent idea of what I liked to build and what was really efficient for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just tried to make it symmetrical and give myself as much space on the sides yeah, as possible. Symmetry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I was like, well, I'm about equally capable of defending from either direction since they're symmetrical, so it's it should be fine. I basically just tried to make sure that each corner of my ship could fit one minigun and I knew I'd be okay. Yeah, and I think it helps to put the cargo as close to the center as possible for yeah. multiple yeah, reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, just because a it protects like, your cargo are... and it gives you space for guns on the yeah. edges. So yeah, because the yep. edge spaces are just so valuable for other things. Yeah, because you need them to fire turrets at things. And yeah, you need them in the back for engine space. Yep. Yeah. So I feel like there was just a lost opportunity in in the fact that you get so many things that sound really cool when you read about them and buy them. But then you get so few opportunities to actually use them because of the layout of the ship being so yeah, limited I mean, I... most of the time by how much cargo you have. And mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not going for the full five stars, then when stuff gets blown up, you end up having space for, for <laughs> other stuff. Well, I mean, well, yeah, I guess if you're, if you're talking about your cargo getting blown up, I'm like, yeah. well, plenty of my stuff got blown up, but I just built it right on top of where it was because yeah, no, I mean the that was optimal to me. <laughs> but yeah, if your cargo blows up, I mean, I guess that's true, but I don't know. That was that was my main complaint with it is that I, I didn't feel like I got to have all the cool shit that I really wanted. Like, I got the, the warp reactor or the, the time warp engine, whatever it is, yeah. the massive engine. It's, I think I used it in one mission. There was like one mission where I had a ship layout that allowed me to yeah. actually utilize it. Yeah, it's it's awkwardly shaped and it's enormous and usually yeah. you can get as much or more power by using a couple of the more compact uh, right. power yeah. stations. And, so. and I guess that was my problem is that all the stuff that is enormous and really cool, A, you hardly ever get to use it because it's so difficult to place, and B... The trade-off not... isn't necessarily worth it. Yeah, it's not yeah. always, like, except in the case of the minigun, which is genuinely, like, broken OP. <laughs> um, yeah. There, there's it doesn't really pay off to use this massive thing like I don't know and so. especially like once you get into the you know later parts of the game where you do start getting all that cool stuff it's like well I already have my strategy my strategy yeah, doesn't yeah. include this why would I change it yeah so. and even if you're you look at it you're like well my strategy could fit three miniguns and two reactors and my two reactors have mass repair or I can try to like shove this other thing in there that lets me build more stuff faster Except I don't have any more space to build stuff. <laughs> so it's like, ah, all right. Yeah. Yep. Just just gonna build the reactors and spam mass repair. God, mass repair is really good. It is yeah. really good. I there always was one, found... one pirate mission that like fucked me four times or something, and eventually Oh no, it was it was a pirate mission with the fucking passenger people. Uh-huh. Like which <laughs> just drove me absolutely nuts 
but I had to have, I think, six reactors. Just <laughs> mass repair all the time. <laughs> well, no, I didn't have to until fucking Dickbeard shows. I think it was eight eight reactors, and then I filled the rest of the center of my ship with missiles, mm-hmm. and then just had a few mini guns where I could fit them. And Captain Dickbeard shows up, and I'm just like, all right, click every reactor and hit mass repair. And before the mass repair is over, that motherfucker better be dead. (laughs) (laughs) And that it worked out, but I was so mad the first few times where I was just like, this motherfucker just kills my passenger just before he dies like a bitch should. Damn it. I had no problems with that mission, but I think it was because I had like three shields that I could like, when I used the bigger shield thing, it covered everything. Yeah, the well, yeah, middle, but I was the also middle trying to go, shield is really nice. I was trying to go five stars, which means that I couldn't let Fuckface hold me up too long so that I didn't mm-hmm. beat the number one score. Like, I had to also get to the finish line in time. So all of my shit had to be guns or else he wasn't going to die fast enough. And if he's not dead, I'm not moving and so on and so forth. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... One more, one more, like little minor gripe. Um, re the micromanaging, and maybe this is this is the secret of why like it's actually not that good to use the powers. Um, is that they cost? It costs you money to use the right. the superpowers yeah. on, on everything, and it right. really, really felt to me like for balance, like a that discourages experimenting with powers that you like haven't tried out. Yep. Um, and like B for balance, it really felt like. The fact that they have a, a usually fairly significant cooldown time is punishment enough. Like, right. you use it once, and if you didn't use it properly, like, you have to wait 30 seconds or 60 seconds or whatever until it comes yeah. back. You don't also need to spend, like, all of your hard-earned cash that could be spent getting another gun, you know, to use. Yeah, I, I, power. Felt, I felt like it, it would have been maybe a good alternative would be, like, have, you know, an alternate sort of i'm doing air quotes air quotes currency like you know um stored energy or something where like you know you have reactors that are constantly like storing energy and then once that has built up you can use your special powers without spending Mm -hmm. actual money yeah but then that might be too much to like juggle i don't know so i didn't really have trouble with it but again i used the fewest powers out of all of us probably but Um, I can definitely see how... So, the way I looked at it, because I knew they all costed money, I just, like, looked at them from the point of view of their economy. Like, mass repair is worth 100 gears or nuts or whatever most of the time because it's going to save me from rebuilding something that costs more than 100 and or, like, hitting repair on a bunch of shit that's going to cost me more than 100 anyway. Yeah. Um, or like the engine boost might be worth that, you know, 50 or 100 or whatever it is, because it might mean that I don't have to buy another engine to win the, the thing and then I have space for guns or whatever. Yeah. So I always just tried to evaluate it in that way. Which, yeah, there's a lot of CBA in this game. <laughs> uh, I don't know what CBA means. Uh, co- sorry, cost benefit analysis. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's true, and and that's, I guess, I mean, that's what I enjoyed about it, but um, that's why, for me, I do feel like 
the money system was a, a fairly appropriate cost for those things because most of them could be analyzed in terms of an actual money cost and benefit. Yeah, how I watched it, it was that every single one of my abilities was pretty much a net gain in Space Nuts. <laughs> in Space Nuts, yeah. Yeah, because it usually kills things a lot faster, right? Yeah. yeah. You, like, fire off the, like, rapid fire on the little guns or the um, laser blades. Laser blades yep. is a lot of fun to use. <laughs> like, regardless it of how effective fun. it is, it's, it's like, so, so it's, it's on the, like, giant, ridiculously OP turret things. Yeah. And you know how they, how they have that, like, huge, uh, arc, uh, arc like firing, yeah, for their yeah, radius? range, yeah. Um, so what it is is, like, a giant, you get, like, a line on each edge of the arc that start moving in towards the center and cross each other and, like, go to the opposite sides of the arc, basically. <laughs> And anything that's touched by these these lines as they're passing, massive damage. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right. It's really fun for fighting, like when you get the pirate attacks. Yeah. Um, because it it takes out huge swaths of their ships. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. So those are, I think it's a it's like a hundred space nuts to fire it off, something like that. Yeah, most things were around that, I think. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I, that was that, my feeling on those things. I, I feel like there was appropriate cost-benefit analysis to be done in Space Nuts for most of those abilities, so I can't really fault them for for requiring that as a currency. Yeah, maybe it's most just of that those it, things would have felt too OP if they didn't cost something. Maybe, maybe it's it. Maybe that's my personal reaction to disliking the like microwing in general and and wanting more freedom to like experiment with the powers without being like super pressured by the economy. But you know, you can always just do that and then restart the mission, but that right. seems less fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, but this is coming from the <laughs> so, person who, if I had an imperfect mission, I restarted the mission. So. Every single time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so enough. it's just different, uh, different strokes, I suppose. Overall, I had fun with it. I think because I'm a, particular fan of of tower defense games i'm not sure i would recommend it to people who don't like tower defense games because i know like kelso you said like this is not really your bag as far as yeah game genres go yeah i mean it's one of those things that's like <laughs> i i didn't dislike playing it but it would be like i could do like maybe two missions and be like i've had my fill of this for now and like come back to it like later in the day if if it didn't crash, like start crashing on me, I would have continued playing it. Like the seven hours that I played it were straight. <laughs> nice. I didn't, it they, they wasn't like I, I played it four different times. No, that was seven hours straight and then it just continued crashing over and over and I tried it a couple times for very short periods of time and it would continue crashing so I had to give up. But That's really strange and unfortunate. Like I totally would have just kept playing it at 3 a.m. when it started crashing uh, and not not giving it a second thought. I, I enjoy tower defense as well. I'm never going to finish this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Is that because I you dislike it, either. or is just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well. It's okay, you finished, you finished Gyromancer. I feel like you have a pass yeah, for a number of things. You're yeah. the real MVP. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, you would now. say that. Yeah, fuck off. 
Oh boy. Okay, actually, one thing that I do want to say. I know we all sort of mentioned that we mostly glossed over the air quotes again, like cutscenes, dialogue bits in between the missions. But I, like, despite the fact that literally nothing happens in any of them, I found them to be quite charming. Like, the voice acting is really good. And the art, like, like better yeah. than it needs to be, considering none Definitely. of those needed to be voice Way acted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Considering I didn't even like, like I listened to a couple of them, and then I was just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, like I don't know but, the characters. But way better than it needed to be, considering that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. and like the characters were cute and charming, like especially the um out of this world, like boy, I love being a human, and the banter between <laughs> between Buck and his robot, who Buck just... Buck Man, though. Buck God, Man, what and what's his robot? Adam, I think, who yeah, I just think so. talks shit all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. there were some cute interactions, and I don't know, yeah. like, despite the fact that it was all static art, like, the art was really good, it all just felt... Like, yeah, like I, it fit really well, even though I it didn't. I liked them didn't. at first, and then I got so frustrated with the fact that all the conversations were essentially exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah. I'm like, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say the same thing you always say. The pirate's <laughs> going to threaten you. You're going to say, I don't negotiate with pirates, and then right? we're going to fucking fight. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. Get on with it. Like, you're going to say that you don't like the sound of this job, and then your robot's going to remind you that you're poor, and then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm poor. Let's do this job. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was still yeah, cute. And it's a, it's, for, to that, though, like, it is amazing how many different ways they found to have those two conversations. True. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they were phrased slightly differently every single time. That was impressive. I, I will agree with that. <laughs> But yeah, and I I did I did get a chuckle out of the out of this world uh, dialogue yeah. stuff usually, but <laughs> for the most part I I kind of rolled my eyes at most of it. Well, yeah, but but I mean you're right. The the voice acting is way better than it needs to be, and uh, I mean the writing, although it was basically the same every time, they did find creative ways to be the same. Yep. The, uh, and then at the very end, um, if you once you finish every mission at least once. Uh, everybody goes to Space Vegas. Space Vegas. Gang. Yep. Fuck everything. Yeah, Buckman's like, I, you know, like, I feel like I deserve a vacation. I'm gonna go to, like, New of Vegas course. and hang out. And man then, that. yeah, and then all the, like, the various heads of the different companies call him up and are like, hey, I heard you're going to Space Vegas. We're kind of in the area. We're, let's, let us go to Space Vegas with you. What, what the fuck ever? Yeah, I don't even know. Oh boy. Not that I expected something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't really say I'm disappointed because I didn't have particular expectations, but I don't know. It it didn't ruin the experience for me because the dialogue is very skippable, like you can just click oh, yeah, 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 exactly. through it. I, so. I felt like it might have ruined the experience for me if I paid attention to it, which is probably why <laughs> I totally ignored it the entire time. Yeah, they give you the option of, of pretty easily just completely ignoring it, which is nice of them. <laughs> How like, hey, this, this not why you're here? That's okay. It doesn't have to be why you're here. That's okay. It wasn't why we were here either. Yeah. <laughs> and you can you can name your profile... Um, when you come into the game, but no matter what, your character is always named Buckman. Yep. 
why why wouldn't it be named Buckman? <laughs> yeah. What know, a man that is. I agree. He, I found him incredibly obnoxious as a character too. That's probably why Look, I didn't I warm find up you to incredibly scene. obnoxious as a character. I know so. you do. Um, but like he's he's such the like the archetype of like you cocky know, space bro. Yeah, cocky yeah. space cocky bro. Exactly. Space bro. <laughs> he is totally cocky space bro, and I'm like, fuck you. You're I mean, he's like, like cocky blue collar space bro. Yeah, like, you're, you're he's no, not you're no Captain Mal. <laughs> <laughs> which is no. which is different from like you know cocky space frat boy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Captain Mal. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I would call Captain Mal a frat boy. He's he would of... he would be a frat boy if any frat would let him in. That's that's Captain. <laughs> he's a Mal. little bit yeah. He's a little too much of a nerd for that. <laughs> Robot <laughs> house. He would, he would be totally into it, and try to be so cool to get in. <laughs> yeah. And fail. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I wish Firefly still existed. In conclusion, this game is not Firefly, but it's a pretty decent tower defense. (laughs) If you're into (laughs) that that sort of thing. And even if you're not, it's still a decent tower defense. You just shouldn't play it. Yeah. Yeah. Play it if if you're into tower defenses. If you need need, like a relatively cool, relatively cheap tower defense to play, you could do worse. If you're you're tired of plants versus zombies, as well you should be by this point. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you can have this instead. Yep. And I, for what it's worth, I liked it more than I li- I've liked some other, um, like I liked it more than um, Defense Grid, for instance, which is like a 3D tower defense game. Um, and I liked it more than a lot of like desktop tower defense or a lot of the like flash type ones. Yeah. Although not as much as uh Gemcraft, which is still one of my all-time faves, which maybe we'll play someday because it's uh, it's on Armor Games, so it's free. Oh, nice. Gemcraft. Yeah, it's, uh, you... There are, like, nine different gem colors that each have different powers, and your weapons are all made up by combining different different gem colors to get different powers. Good. It's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Any last thoughts? Hmm. Not really. That was my last I could last find thought. some more airing or grievances to air if you really want. But oh. I have one about uh, this game. <laughs> oh yeah, go 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 for it, please. Air your grievance. Every gun looks the same. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. that was a big old pain in the tuchus. They, they, I was they fine with it. Sort of started true. to do some stuff where they were like <laughs> color coding different types of things at least, like shields were blue and guns are red and. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that, but they didn't quite take it far enough, I feel like. Really? They sh- yeah, I feel like they should have gone a little further. I was always clicking on power stations when I meant to click shields, like, constantly. Okay, that, that may be something that would have happened to me if I ever used shields. <laughs> I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa, in that case. But yeah, no, yeah, they, they yeah, could yeah. have used a little bit more differentiation on the art. Not not a whole lot. Like, they had already started to go in that direction, and it was okay. But, yeah, like, a lot of the guns were really similar looking, and, and it was tough to tell some of the other stuff apart, too. Yeah, I only ever tended to use one kind of gun at any given time, mm. which, you know, I don't know if that's optimal or not, but that's, that's the way I did it. So uh, I didn't usually have that problem. Well, I would have, like, missile turrets and miniguns. Like, that would be my sort of thing. 
Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Makes sense. All right. Um, Carl, do you want to introduce the next game, I guess? Or air some Ish. more grievances. <laughs> Either way. Have you guys got any grievances? Uh, not about this game specifically. Uh, how about life? How about about life? Got a, I got some grievances with your attitude, Chris. Oh! Um, so how about life? Do you not count his life as part of life? No, no I don't. longer part of the universe? I mean, he wishes he really wasn't. Like, let's yeah, be exactly. Uh, that's why I don't own a gun. But um, no, but but what about your life, Kyla? What's yeah. wrong with your life? Tell us. Uh, I don't know. I got woken up today by a phone call from my boss, being like, "Why aren't you in this Skype meeting?" And I'm like, "Because I'm sleeping in today. Because I'm on vacation. Because like I'm working from home today." And then I had to get up and go to a Skype meeting. Man, I getting up. I my you know, I alarm didn't go off this morning. My alarm, like I woke up at six oh four. I was supposed to be at work at six. I made it in by like six thirty. I, I had to fucking call an Uber to get there. It was <laughs> annoying. That is uh, deeply unfortunate. Um, okay, what other what other grievances about life do we have? What else is wrong? You seem to have a lot of opinions on that front. Do you have, have something specific? You want to share? do laundry tomorrow? I don't know. That's a I mean, sort of a grievance. Nothing that I haven't already shared. It's it's just because I hate you, Kyla, but that's okay. Wow. I know. What? I know. What? It's, no, it's fine. It's fine. Chris and I are like matter and antimatter. I'm okay. all that's light and good in the world, and he's all that's dark and evil in the world. She's not wrong. And ne'er <laughs> ne the twain shall meet. Yeah, yeah she's, she's not wrong, but... But she is wrong because everything that is light and good in the world is terrible. Um, so. Oh, you're just being a little grumpy Gus. Aren't you? Grumpy Gus. Grumpy Gus. I have this image, Kelso, of you pinching Chris's <laughs> You know, I would be if I if I oh, was fuck. within cheek pinching range. <laughs> within cheek pinching range. Well. All right. I think buddy. we should. Uh, I think we should introduce the next game so we can all just break for dessert. And go get yeah, cake. That sounds like a good idea. So the next game we're playing is a story about my uncle, which was made by Coffee Stain what? Studios. Tell us the story. Last year, I think. It's yeah. it's been within the past couple of years, yeah. Well, it's almost New Year. Yeah. I think it's 2014. That sounds right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're correct. Hey. I'm gonna say I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> And the game is sort of less lady. It's told as a bedtime story between a father and a daughter about how the father used to follow his uncles on adventures all the time. Oh, okay. But one day his uncle disappeared and he follows him into a magical world. So, and the game plays like a platformer with a grappling hook mechanic as sort of a central theme. I'm I am excited to try this because I really like grappling hook mechanics, but I'm also really scared to try this because I get really nauseous in first person some first person games. I hope so. We'll see how this goes. I hope that it works for you. I know, like, is it this usually like distance? Really fits like a game that would <laughs> that would cause nausea. Your... Is it is it usually like distance rendering that bothers you? I don't know. Like, okay. it's it's really unpredictable about what affects it and what doesn't. And Cause... sometimes it'll be like. It just affects me for a little bit at first, and then I can push through it, and like it goes away. And sometimes it'll be like 
if I play for 15 minutes, like I have to go lie down somewhere. So, and it's completely arbitrary one versus the other. So I, I hope that you can get through it because yeah, we'll yeah. see. I think it's, it's, it's like a pretty whimsical game. It seems like something you would enjoy. I do enjoy whimsy. Yeah. Oh, and Chris I'm gonna is going to hate it. hate it. <laughs> There's a lot of focus on the sort of story and the, well, that can be good if the story is good, but if it's whimsical, then fuck it. We should, sort of we, should uh, we should play Botanicula at some point because that's full max throttle on the whimsy. <laughs> full max throttle. I've never played Botanicula, but I have played Machinarium. It's it is more whimsical than Machinarium. God, it's Machinarium less. Is so cute it's too. less like puzzle puzzly because like Machinarium actually has like logical puzzles. Yeah, and... Machinarium was really just like straight up you know, do the puzzles, puzzles adventure game. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, but Botanicula is, uh, is more about like, click everything on this screen until the, the, the right thing happens. But Great. It, uh, by the way, I hate dope. point and click adventure games. I enjoy watching like the Sean's and Bill play it, play them rather, but God, I hate playing them myself. <laughs> That's so not my thing. I'm not somehow not surprised. I mean, I also didn't grow up with them, so like I have some excuse because I feel like those were only good for people who grew up with them. Because otherwise, they're like objectively not good. Yeah, which is what, which is the the conclusion really that. Yeah, that's the conclusion that Bill comes to every time they play one. <laughs> no, like Mist turned out pretty well. Mist was okay, but like that's the exception to the rule, maybe. And it was okay. <laughs> um, I will, I will say this this point in favor of uh, Botanicula's whimsical nature. Uh, all the sound effects in that game are. Um, like made by a person using their mouth and yes. a microphone. Oh fuck that! It's Jesus. super adorable. It's the adorableest. Chris, someday I'm gonna sneak into your house and I'm gonna replace all the sounds that all of your appliances make with just me making beeping sounds. <laughs> then what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do then? Kill myself. <laughs> Don't do that. I'll replace. I'll replace all of your killing items with like f plush objects that i have sewn then by hand just go buy another one like, i'll replace all not... of your i'll replace all of your money with hand drawn fun bucks you can't redeemable do that. They're in a bank <laughs> redeemable <laughs> for Fanarod appears at a supermarket at, at like a, a a mega mart like target and so walks up the counter one killing myself apparatus please <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, I seem to only have fun bucks in my wallet. How <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah, good thing I never carry cash in my wallet. Yeah. I just have a bank for that. Like, what the fuck? Seriously, who does carry cash around anymore? Like, look, look. Relic thing hold on. Hold on, Kyla. I, I work for a cable company wherein people go to a store to pay their bill in cash. And not only that, but they wait. They wait like 20 to 30 minutes to for the opportunity to talk to me and tell me that they need to just pay their fucking bill. That's weird. See, I like having cash because it, it's like easier for me to see how much I'm spending, but I don't have like, I don't take out like a huge amount. Like I'll be like, okay, this is a 20 bucks. So this is like random dumb little expenditures. 
so that I don't just buy a bunch of dumb little cheap things and be like, where's all my money? Though, like it, when you when you have a if you have if you get everything from a bank account, you literally have like an online list of everything you've purchased. Yeah, but I'm yeah. not going to look at that every when I, day. When I have cash, it's just like, oh, this is fake money. It doesn't it's not coming out of my bank account, so it doesn't exist. I'll just fucking spend it. Yep. That's literally <laughs> what happens to me every time. Yep. It's like this this is not money that actually matters in my life. Yeah, this is not counted money. Exactly. Yeah. Uncounted money. This is <laughs> yeah, this is this is money that does not exist on the internet. Therefore, uh, I will have no record of its loss. So I should just get rid of it in the most absurd way possible. That's me and cash. That's yep, my cash relationship is, with cash it. Cash is secret magic money. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I wish it was magic money. It is magic money. But it really isn't, unfortunately. No, it, it doesn't exist until yep. you spend it. I always, I always find it unexpectedly. I'm always like, whoa, how long have I had 20 bucks in my wallet? And then you spend it that day, right? <laughs> no, I would never spend that. No. I would just walk around with 20 bucks. Why until, would you do that? Until you get stabbed and it gets stolen I off usually, of your corpse. No, so the thing is, I usually don't end up spending it that day. Usually what happens is it stays in my wallet until I am at dinner with friends and we need to split a check. Uh, and, <laughs> and that is the only thing have. I ever use cash for anymore is splitting checks at group meals. I don't have group meals. And when I do, I just pay for them because I, I hate splitting checks. <laughs> so I'll just be like, no, fuck it. I got it. It's fine. Why not just have them split the check for you and give you separate checks? Because that's more trouble on them, and I I'm a respectful human being who doesn't. I mean, I guess I guess I never have that many people. It's always like one or two other people, which is not a huge deal. Yeah. Then you get those parties where it's like you're like, hey, let me send out this invite to like everybody I haven't talked to in the yeah, last nah. three months, and then it's like, oh, this is a ten-person dinner party. And uh, we have to split the check. What are we going to do? Nope. Just one person pays for it. It's fine. That does end up happening a lot where like one person pays and then everyone else just pays them back. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever way they can. It's just a lot easier because it's, I mean, I don't want to ruin the fucking waiter's day. Uh, we have gotten surprising. very tangential uh, on our topic of we're playing a story about my uncle next time. I mean, this is... This Why is... don't you just tell me the goddamn story about your uncle? Fuck! This is a weird podcast at a weird time with weird, weird emotions happening, so yeah. it's fine if we get a little tangential. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've, I've spent wanna... ten hours straight dealing with the, the literal garbage of humanity who go into a store to buy not to buy anything, to pay their bills <laughs> uh, in person. Sometimes with a check. Wow. That's, those are the best ones, that they come in with a check that they write and I'm like, yeah, you know, I just take it electronically, right? It comes out like debit. They're like, oh, yeah, I know. And they continue writing. I'm like, okay. It's, I mean, and then they, they tell me, oh, I make this out to blah, 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 right? I'm like, it, it doesn't actually read what you write on the check. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, what should I put on it? I'm like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't read it. It just reads your bank information off the bottom. Just write whatever you want, lady. Just <sighs> draw dicks on it. You just draw it. That would work just as well. You don't even have to sign it. You just put dicks all over it and tell me what you want me to take out of your bank account. That would work. This is my favorite rant that you have ever been on. 
<laughs> Fucking fuck! <laughs> anyway, I um, could have I could have so many rants about the bullshit that I deal with at work. I don't doubt that. <laughs> I, I like my job. I like the people I work with. I Except when I you do. hate your job. And No, I, I never really hate my job. Um, I just hate the people who my job forced me to interact with. Uh, you, hate, you hate the public. You gotta get out of client-facing work. I, I, the entire time I worked at a bank, I was not in a client-facing position whatsoever, and it was beautiful. I mean, the reality of it, though, is, is exactly as... Kyla says, I just hate the public. Yeah. And even if I'm not in a client-facing job, I'm going to have to interact with the public on some occasions. So I may as well just fucking get paid to do it, right? Uh, I don't know. I would minimize it as no. much as I can. I've, I've done pretty good at avoiding um, working with the public uh, ever, you know, like after, after I left high school. Well, yeah, but I also get paid like sixty plus grand a year to interact with the public. So that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I've never worked with the public, mm -hmm. and that's great. I mean, Congratulations! I I've been doing it long enough that mostly it results in funny stories and interesting rants. But we should probably actually end the podcast. You know. Uh, so yeah, if you want to get a story about my uncle, it's on sale uh, until I believe um, January fourth. It's real and cheap it right now. Yeah. yeah, until the winter sales end. So, yeah, um, yeah it's like less than $4 at the moment. So mm -hmm. go for it. Definitely. Yep. And I guess we'll plug stuff. So if you want to get a story about my job, you can always uh, find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash Thanarod. And sometimes I stream at twitch.tv slash Thanarod. Usually it's on Sundays at supposedly 10 a.m. PST, although it's most mostly been 11 a.m. PST lately for one reason or another. Keep aiming for 10. That'll keep you regularly exactly. at 11. Exactly. It'll keep me at 11. <laughs> exactly. That's the idea. Um, and you're playing Kingdom Hearts 2 now, which That's makes me true. so happy. Which makes Kyla so happy. I'm which so sad. means that I should really play something else. I'm so sad that my work does not permit me to ever tune in for that anymore. Well, oh well. get a new work. Yeah, but that means that I have to do, I have to like fucking rearrange my entire schedule again, which... To get a new work? Why would you have to do that? Because I doubt that, like, okay, I'm goodbye, set in my everybody. ways. We're talking about other shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you asked. So, you uh, asked. When is, the, when is the next airing of this? Because people are, like, gone for a while. Are we, are we free in, like... Two weeks from yeah, what? I mean the regular two weeks from what would have been a regular. I mean if we would have two weeks from yesterday. Two weeks from yesterday, which will be which a Sunday. This is no longer yesterday. Yeah. So, so uh, two weeks from two the twenty seventh. It'll be two weeks, like would... usual. Today is okay. just slightly late. So the tenth of yeah. January. Yes. Okay. Sure. All right, tenth of January. It is. All right, and goodbye. We'll play a story about my uncle. I mean, don't and talk about it then. Does anybody, does, Kyla? Would you like to plug your things? Oh no. yes. Um, Shut up, I am. <laughs> Shut up, Thanera. I, I I would um, like to plug your things. Uh, um, the Uncaged oh. Fury stream uh, returns uh, January third, I believe. 
um, which will be a Sunday, um, with hopefully Majora's Mask, assuming I can get that working. Because we fucking finished Final Fantasy VI, believe it or not. <laughs> Only took six it. months. Um, I don't but we did think it. it happened. Uh, well, the, there are VODs as proof on YouTube, so you can go look it up. Mm, I'm not sure if they're proof. <laughs> um, and if you want to find out about my streaming schedule or other things that I talk about, um, it is at Kyla underscore go on Twitter. That's usually where I try and keep people updated about scheduling things. Yay. Um, and we also, there are forums where you can come discuss this podcast uh, and other streams and things uh, at uh, PBP network, like PBP, like play by play uh, network.formatic.com. And yeah. uh, we like, I started a new Kingdom Hearts uh, thread. That's true. She did and, that. I don't know why she keeps doing that. I, I think she yeah. secretly doesn't hate me. Because I really like talking about game design is the thing. Oh, okay. So she does hate me. It's fine. Well, no, I, I don't. I literally, I can't hate you. That's, that's not how this relationship works. I have to be light and goodness and care about everyone, including you. And, and you Hitler. have to be hateful and hate everyone, including me. Yeah, I guess that's true. And I, well, yeah. You really shouldn't invite Hitler over for dinner, though. <laughs> but what if he could be redeemed? Okay, goodbye, everybody. Wait, um, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Fridays, I run one of us. Twitch.tv oh, okay. slash Endefenders. Uh, January 1st, God, Ruby... Excuse me. Uh, January 1st, 6 p.m. Pacific. Ruby Goldberg will be continuing his run of uh, Knights of the Old Republic. January 8th, JDATS will be playing something? I don't know. 6 p.m. Um, follow me on Twitter at Kelso Time Bomb. Yeah. I really um, wanted to end on the note of what if Hitler could be redeemed? Yes. Yeah, well that's really unfortunate. But I mean, I'm glad you got uh, to plug your stuff. You I'm glad you're your so Twitter? rude. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Carl can be reached three. on Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, Carl can be reached on Twitter, but doesn't want to be. Yeah, uh, yeah please reserve all communications for non-Twitter. Yep. Find, post on the forum if you want to contact Carl. Send me a letter. Show up, <laughs> show up at his door. Yeah, yes, that. Carl can only be talked to in person. <laughs> and in this podcast, which is just puts us in a really yeah, unique if, position. If you, if you have anything to say... Please send it to one of us, and we will pass it on. Yep. And then your response will come in the form of this podcast. Yep. We'll have like a, or a letter. Or a letter. Yeah. We'll have like Scug's Corner where he responds to Scugs fan Corner. mail. <laughs> we should do. That would be amazing. Yeah. If people actually started sending him anything. Start sending him fan mail. Send send fan mail for him to me so that I can give it to him, and then and then we can have Scug's <laughs> Scug's Corner. Yeah. I like it. Oh, hi, Kitty. I do, I do too. Uh, Carl, do you like it? Um. <laughs> uh, I'm not, not going to answer that. It's not a no. It's not a no. <laughs> no comment. All right. Oh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Yep. And see you in the new year. Yeah. yeah Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.